0: Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show. Down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Ivory, and this is Roz, and today's topic is Enamored with Atlantis. Before we begin, we want to say hello to our listeners in Eugene, Oregon. Thanks for being here and supporting the show. It means a lot to us. Uh, Let's jump in. Um, You know, I, I have always kind of known about Atlantis. I can't say that I knew a whole lot about it. I knew bits and pieces about it. But I have friends who are really into it. Do you, Roz? Not really. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I hardly ever hear anything about it. I have friends who who believe they lived lives in Atlantis. And we'll kind of get into that more, not about my friends, but just in general, people who have past life memories about Atlantis. Um, I, I should just say, I'm sure many of you out there particularly if in the United States, you've you've heard of Atlantis. I shouldn't say United States because it's not in in the United States. But um, Atlantis was a civilization that existed in prehistoric times. It was highly spiritually and technologically advanced. And it was written about, written about by Plato in 360 B.C., It's considered to be a myth by Orthodox researchers, although the idea that it was in fact real persists amongst many. And there's actually some recent evidence of last year to bring this whole thing up again, which we'll talk about. The civilization Mm -hmm. ended abruptly after internal fighting and a series of cataclysmic natural events. So further details of the existence of Atlantis later came from American psychic Edgar Cayce. In a series of psychic readings, which he conducted between 1923 and 1944, and he did describe the advanced technology as well as many other details. and we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, Roz, are you familiar with where they think Atlantis was? Well, I you know, it's kind of interesting they have
1: found some interesting ruins underwater. In a couple of different areas, actually, but it seems like some people believe it is like in an area that was west of where Gibral- the rock of Gibraltar is in that area there's other people that have um feel like that they have proof that it was in the Caribbean kind of area, a little outside of that,
0: so I've read. A couple of different things. So such a fantastic descriptions that's been going around about it. Everybody wants it to be in their area, don't you think? Like that would be really (laughs) exciting to have it be part. You know, someplace off your your continent. But um, it was interesting because researchers previously proposed that Atlantis was located on the Greek island of Santorini the Italian island of Sardinia or Cyprus, but then later research showed it may be found between Spain and Morocco waters. But in 2022, new evidence was discovered on the island of Santorini. And it shows that really might have been the location of Atlantis. And even if it wasn't called Atlantis, the city that inspired all these writings and the myths and the legends And it's on the Akrotiri site on Santorini, possibly the location of the lost city of Atlantis. And it lies buried beneath ash as researchers are working under a protective roof to unearth more treasures there. But the reason they got excited is that when Plato wrote about Atlantis, he said that the city once even besieged Athens itself with its naval forces, but the Athenians repelled the attack handily. The island nation was subsequently punished by the gods for its hubris, sinking under the waves of the Aegean and the Santorini. Santorini is in the Aegean. So on the Discovery Channel's film, part of its blowing up history it lends new credence to this theory that the island of Santorini may indeed be the location of the great city. I just got chills. Maybe it's true. Findings, including those made in 2020, show objects of exquisite artistry found in the area, again, act on Santorini. So um, the island's culture flourished 3,000 years ago before its inhabitants were so violently killed by a volcanic eruption, but researchers say that civilization had been existence for thousands of years prior to that time. Have you heard about that excavation, Roz? Not not really too much.
1: I don't really follow this when this information comes out. I mean, I see the headlines, but I'm not really interested, I guess. So I, I don't like,
0: you know, make sure that I read every possible it doesn't hit my news feeds i have to say um i'm i'm curious about it i cannot say that i'm passionate about atlantis but um it's interesting in theory if nothing else Um, but any since this discovery of the city buried in ash on santorini which was in mid-19th century more and more paintings and objects and buildings have been uncovered and each one points to an extremely advanced and wealthy civilization which matches the description of Atlantis there's a new there's a documentary from that time that states clues to the connection can be found in the incredible frescoes that decorate the walls of every home and it's because plato said In his description of Atlantis, these vibrant paintings depict a paradise full of swirling colors, flowers, and exotic animals. They capture a snapshot of the locals. They're evidence of a highly sophisticated and wealthy civilization. And that's exactly what these these frescoes have revealed that they found. So it's, I don't know, maybe that's typical of the time. Maybe it's coincidental, but I think it's interesting. It is. It's very. It's a very interesting story. Now the excavation is covered right. by state-of-the-art roofing to protect it. But researchers are continuing to unearth more treasures from the past that were buried there, kind of like at Pompeii, how it was buried under all the ash for so long, and but it preserved a civilization that had been lost for a very long time. But the fact that it disappeared nearly instantly after the cataclysmic eruption of the ancient volcano leads many to believe Santorini is the lost island of Atlantis. They must be so proud. They must just be like beaming with excitement. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We are Atlantis. In its prime, the film states, its narrow streets are intricately paved with stone and its town squares lined with picturesque houses, which tower three and four stories high. That is unusual for back then. An array of colorful stones decorate the facades. And the film says the ruins suggest a highly sophisticated civilization flourished here for thousands of years before its abrupt end. And the film shows how the island was struck by a volcanic eruption as described by Plato And just so you know, I I do follow volcanoes. I'm interested in volcanoes. The blast from this one was so enormous that it used up almost the entire mountain's landmass, creating a huge caldera inside the arms of Santorini as the remains form a giant crescent shape. So the shape of the island was instantly changed forever after that fateful blast the giant eruption is considered to be one of the largest in the last several thousand years. It created a 20 mile high cloud that rained ash on lands as far away as Egypt, 200 miles from Santorini. I think that can, Ooh, I'm getting chills again. Interesting. Like why am I getting all these chills? Um, perhaps Atlantis is real. And those lost citizens are trying to give me a message. I think you could compare it to what happened in the state of Washington when Mount Olympus blew up and it just, you know, shot that huge, enormous cloud that went so far, but more than 3000 years afterwards, the fascination about the possibility that that may actually be the lost Atlantis continues to intrigue archaeologists and historians today. Now, real serious historians and archaeologists disdain the whole idea of Atlantis. So it's the people who just want to keep it alive that are still looking for it and and i you know how that can be now it could still be proven to be true and those people could be vindicated i'm not going to state i kind of hope it is true well the
1: interesting thing is the story of the volcano that as you're describing it i mean that is kind of like a history of how volcanoes function they everything builds up inside and then when they blow You know, they take away the whole mountain, half the mountain. When I lived in Oregon, I was fascinated with, and it's so interesting because right now I'm getting a lot of information online about this of Crater Lake. You know, here was this giant volcano that, when it blew, it created this gigantic caldera, and which is now just this absolutely
0: gorgeous lake. Then we have Mount St. Helens. Were, that's what I was trying to think of. It wasn't Mount Olympus. It was Mount St. Helens. Yes, video
1: that, that was
0: amazing, crazy.
1: Yeah. So you can, and I was watching recently some videos of Kilauea and everything that's going on in Hawaii, and you know it it definitely lends to the idea that yes, there could have been this amazing. Te- high technology, very brilliant group of people that were there who just caught, got caught in this cataclysmic event. so you
0: can't just assume we're the first advanced civilization on this planet. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we could have reached this stage and beyond before and been wiped out. So, And if we're wiped out, then all the history is wiped out along with it. So um, I'm open to that. Yeah, I'm open I, to I hearing. Think we can I have to have that. Yeah, we have to have that open mind. There's been things discovered. You know, you know, I used to love that in Search of Ancient Astronauts. I was that really set me off on my journey because I discovered that when I was 13, and I I owned all the books and I read them till the the cover was falling apart and pages were falling out, <laughs> and they they were finding all of this this proof that there was a very advanced civilization. And so and and we still come back to we don't know how they built the pyramids and other structures back in ancient times with what we think they had available then. So I think many, we might need an adjustment. You know, how many of
1: these sites there are mm-hmm. on Earth? I mean, now they're they're discovering all of the pyramids all in South America. Under, you know, all of that jungle and all of that amazing flora and fauna and everything that's gone on down there. So it's we have to be open to the fact that worldwide, you know, all of these things that we once thought of as, oh, no, you know, that's not real because some scientists said that. Hey, there's proof. (laughs) And this recent discovery that you were mentioning, um, I did notice in the headlines about that, that, you know, there are people that immediately were coming forward and saying, you know, this is undoubtedly the best proof that we've ever had that this was Atlantis. So, I like to-, to
0: stay open. I'm not fantasy minded, but I like to stay open <laughs> because there is some evidence, some proof. And we'll go even more into this, but, you know, and let's just be, let's take the flip side here of why scientists don't always take this seriously, because admittedly, Plato is known to have borrowed some of his stories and allegories, metaphors from older oral traditions, and it may never be demonstrated with certainty that Santorini is the fabled lost civilization of Atlantis. Again, Maybe there was a civilization there that was technologically advanced, that was a utopian society, so to speak. And and it's what he based his story of Atlantis on. But it's not called Atlantis. We, we don't know. But it does seem there's a great deal of evidence This this fantastically wealthy island with its paved streets, fantastically decorated homes and luxuries of every kind, It may be the Atlantis or what it was based on. So let's talk about, based on uh, Plato's writings and some other sources, what did Atlantis look like in its heyday? And that's combining Plato's description, psychic readings of Edgar Cayce, and we're going to study the descendant cultures of Atlantis to answer the question, what did Atlantis look like? What did the people look like? Um, It was a civilization that made extensive use of water for transportation and aesthetic urban planning. And I I think you can think of it like a high-tech Venice, a high-tech with canals through it. Um, They did have technology such as cell phones and helicopters. Their cities resembled those seen in ancient Greece featuring temples and palaces. But ethnically and culturally, the people looked like the Mayan people mixed with the ancient Egyptians. So there you go. That's
1: worthy of some mental
0: adventuring just in itself. (laughs) Because the Mayans were an advanced society. So in the Socratic dialogues in which Plato described Atlantis, we learned that it was built on concentric circles and the waterways in between the islands were used for transportation. So. He wrote that there were gardens with hot and cold springs, that sounds nice, places for exercise, public baths, and a track for horse racing, and in the center of the islands was where the government and military had their headquarters, as well as where the palaces that the ruling class lived in, and they had temples dedicated to the gods they worshipped. And the Temple of Poseidon was the most important sacred place in Atlantis, where through an oracle, the Atlanteans would receive knowledge from Poseidon. So an oracle is supposed like channeling messages from Poseidon. The Atlanteans would receive energetic activations. We talk about that on our show to sustain their high level of energetic vibration. They like to keep their frequency high, right? The health of their energetic fields and keep their chakras balanced and open. Sounds kind of like what a lot of people now are focusing on, doesn't it? We come right back around. Oh, and there were 10 yeah. different kingdoms within Atlantis, one for each of Poseidon's sons. They each operated autonomously, but they followed a code which had been engraved on a column inside the temple of Poseidon. In alternating intervals of five and six years, the kings would visit the temple to renew their path of loyalty to the sacred oath. Sounds medieval. Wow. Ceremony involved making a sacrifice, not medieval, and special robes were worn. They would write their oath on gold tablets and vowed to never fight amongst themselves and to assist their fellow kingdoms should the need arise. I don't consider sacrifice to be part of a utopian society. Mm. No thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And interestingly, not sure exactly how they know this, but maybe from Plato. They say the Atlanteans used bricks that were either red, white, and black. They would mine and produce bricks in these three colors, which would sometimes be covered in brass. I bet that was really pretty. And this, oh, it comes from Plato's description of Atlantis. So... um, some take his his to be a literal description of a real place. and The majority see it as being a fictional story in which Plato intended to make a philosophical statement. So interesting, like we said, that they, you know, one source says that the people look like a cross between, what was it? I've got to go back a page here. Mayan mixed with Egyptian. Yes. So now somebody else said they had tan skin, white hair, full lips and black eyes. Some of the same thing, but white hair. Most of the tunics, robes, and garments were worn by the Atlanteans were blue with some gold and orange colors interwoven. And I don't know whose um, writings or where they got that from, but that was another description. You know about their advanced accomplishments, though, right, Rise? You've heard about the, their technological advances.
1: I've have, you know, over the years, seen little bits here and there. Uh, That people had written about and felt like that they had like just a superior intellectual and creative capacity.
0: I knew they had something that was similar to electricity, like they could power things and they used crystals. Crystals was a big part of is also supposedly part of their downfall, but they possessed aircraft technology. Plato suggested that Atlanteans had sophisticated technology and uh, those 20th century readings with Edgar Casey corroborated the idea um, readings in the decades just prior to the development of our much much of our modern technology Casey described the Atlanteans as having sophisticated aircraft technology as well as for communication and, and to power. For example, in one of the in one of the many references to this, Casey stated, in days when the peoples of nations gathered together to defend themselves against fowls of air and beasts of the fields came to meeting in lighter than air machines. That's pretty clear.
1: So when we think about that sort of thing, so many of you know the current thought processes are envisioning the kind of aircraft that we have now. They had to have been utilizing crystals, magnetism, the magnetic fields, etc. I mean, the traditional internal combustion engine for automobiles, planes, all that other stuff, I mean, we have created all of that in the last what, like 60, 80 years. But before that, the pyramids, you were mentioning, like how did they build the pyramids? It had to have been using magnetic technology and being able to lift and move large objects. And I mean, there because there are so many advances that they came up with, with these technologies that apparently died with them. I mean, so, the reason
0: we have our technology is because of the elements and the technology that were developed and supported and, and, you know, money was poured into it, but in their time, assuming Atlantis is real, evidently they went in a different direction. And so they would have different technology based on what they discovered or was known to them. Um, It's when Atlantis, I just want to kind of talk about their culture a little bit. When Atlantis experienced the natural disasters that eventually did destroy it, apparently many of them knew the disasters were coming ahead of time and were able to escape. Some moved to Egypt, and others moved to South and Central America. In both cases, they brought the culture, customs, and traditions with them. By comparing Egyptian culture with Mayan culture from the Yucatan region of Mexico, we find commonalities and get a glimpse into some of the aesthetics of the early shared parent culture from which they both descended. So Edgar Cayce had this to say about it. The first of the eruptions that awoke from the depth of the slow cooling earth and that portion now near what would be termed the Sargasso Sea first went into the depths With this, there again came that egress of peoples that aided or attempted to assume control, yet carrying with them all those forms that he gained through, that is, for signs, for seasons, for days, for years. Hence, we find in those various portions of the world, even in the present day, some form of that as was presented by those people in that great development in this, the Eden of the world, that as for signs, for seasons, for days, for years. So um, it's interesting because the The newest evidence wasn't here when Edgar Casey did these readings. So there's things he talks about, which again we'll we'll get into later, but um, and there's also art with Atlantis. I don't want to forget to tell you this. It's been depicted in art for thousands of years because it's famous, and people know it as a utopian society. So you can look that up art that shows Atlantis. Um, Any last thing you want to say today,
1: Roz? Just that, again, you know, I think we have to look at all of this with an open mind and realize that not only are these sorts of things, were they possible, they were highly probable, too, Mm -hmm. because there are historical elements that are being, that
0: have been being
1: discovered. There or... are. it'll
0: be interesting to see what else they find down there. Maybe they'll find something with writing that indicates the name of the city that's on Santorini. Um, I want to tell you we will be continuing this topic with the writings of Edgar Casey about Atlantis, and there's a lot on the on our Patreon site. so you can join there for free for a week. Check it out. Enjoy this extension where we present to you what Edgar Casey had to say. And in the meantime, let us just know that next Friday, our topic is totem animals. We've never talked about that. That's going to be fun. I've had some crazy dreams about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But in the meantime, we hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters, hope you have an enlightening week.